0: It's uh, the lowdown with, with me. Yes, I
1: like it. <laughs> the lowdown with Shelly Brown.
0: Thank you, thank you for joining us. Um, good morning. Hi, Dylan. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, I just kind of sat down. Sorry if you guys even heard that on the uh, on the radio there. But I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. It's been a little bit of a rainy week, but I kind of like that. It makes makes me feel relaxed a little bit, which is nice. Though haven't been able to get outside too much, which is a little bit disappointing but yeah it's been it's been pretty good my parents are out of town so I've just been getting the house to myself which is nice uh-huh. it's very quiet and I love quiet yeah <laughs> feel is,
1: like quite the grown-up on I, your own well like, it's not all even by di-
2: well I've lived by <laughs> myself it's just like I just like quiet like I mm-hmm. need I need some
0: calm down the calm chaos. Down time. Yes. yeah uh, yep.
2: we have two dogs and since I wake up first because I, I have to be up at 5 a.m. and get over here. Every time I wake up, the dogs now wake up. And so they'll come to me and I have to feed them and take them out and stuff. And one of our dogs is a little bit younger. We have a really old dog. She's like 13. And then uh-huh. we have a dog who's like two. Uh-huh. And so she will <laughs> whine and she talks all morning. I I'll love be sitting. that. It's, oh, yeah. It's all fun and games until it's 5 a.m. and you're trying to brush <laughs> your teeth. And you hear scratching on the bathroom door. <laughs> yes. And then you, it's like
1: <laughs> like we we call that saying? we call that parenting. Uh-huh. Let that be a lesson. Oh, <laughs> I, I I don't want kids anyways. Yes, that's yes. just that's we'll adding. We'll never to it. know a moment's peace again.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> well, it is so funny because I you know I'm I've had at least a dog my entire life, um, and for those that have never had animals, like they have just this. Personality to them, and each one is a little bit different. You know, you get to know them, you get to connect with them. And if they're talking to you, that means that you've connected really well with them.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll talk back to her, like, she'll be like, Oh, and I'm like, No, I see you. Like, I'll look her in the uh-huh. eyes. I'm like, I see you. I know, but I gotta, I'm you gonna gotta make wait. coffee first. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh-huh. I gotta, I gotta put my
2: clothes on first. And she'll just kind of sit and look at me for a second. Yeah. And I'll start doing my thing. She's like, And I'm like, no, hey, I see you. And she's like, okay. You have to. I talk
0: to my dogs just like I talk to my kids. Like, no, you know, you know better. Mm -hmm. I'll sit there and have a whole conversation just with myself.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do it with our dog, too, because she's notorious for she only comes to me when she wants to go outside. Like there's David is literally (laughs) three feet from the back door. But she will go out of her way to wherever I am to come find me and start, like, nudging my hand or she'll start whining. <laughs> and I'm like, he's right there. Yeah. <laughs> he can open the door. I right. promise. Are you are you but the one that feeds? Just, no, bones? that's the funny part is she, he's the one that feeds her the bad stuff. Interesting. And so, yeah. And, I mean, he gives her all the crap. So she, he, she, he, he is her favorite. But I guess I'm the only one that can let her out to go to the bathroom. So, <laughs> like, okay, Sophie, but you're gonna have to wait until I mean, you know, and yeah. then of course it's instant. She needs to go right then. Sorry, and it's so funny I'm because busy.
0: that's Louis. Is is it, we have like a border collie, Boston terrier mix, which is a really strange mix, uh-huh. but he is the sweetest, the best dog. He's so smart. He is my husband's dog through and through. But who does she? Who does he come to when? He doesn't feel good see. when he wants to be fed. Like, and, but the thing is, like, Chad will feed, like, feeds him in the morning. I generally feed him in the evening. And it's just, it's weird. And, like, at night when he's kind of settled, when we're all kind of settled, the boys go to bed, he lays right in front of my feet. Oh. So I don't know. It, it's weird. And then he'll get up in my husband's lap, and he has, like, this little tiny recliner that's not very big. But the dog is 50 pounds and thinks <laughs> he's a lap dog. Yes. And... Chad just holds him, there like hugs go. him yes. like bear hugs, just like. And I'm like, okay. This uh-huh. is a good
1: dog. Yes. He's a good dog. Yeah. I love dogs.
0: And that actually plays right into what we were talking about is about
1: communication. Like, I talk to the dog just like oh, yeah. I talk to every, anybody. Do you say bye when you're leaving? Like, oh, sure. Every do. morning, when I'm like, bye, Sophie. Love you. Be good. Like, I, I don't know what she's going to yeah. do, but just in case. Yeah. I'm always just
2: like, I'll walk out of the door. I'm like, all right, see you guys this afternoon. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and I
1: just
0: yep. look out. <laughs> I do too. I just, okay, be good. I'll, nice. I'll see you soon. Uh-huh. And then he just looks up and he'll put his head back down on yep. his bed. And
2: well, they there. I actually wrote a study not too long ago that said that that's a lot healthier for dogs, too, is you you want to tell them bye before you leave. And if you don't, then typically that's how they develop those like attachment disorders <gasps> and Aww. things.
0: It's because know. they don't the know. The transition. Yeah,
2: and so if you're telling them something while you're walking out, all, all in the tone of your voice, mm-hmm. like the vocalics that are happening... The dog will recognize that and say, "Oh, okay, they're they're on their way out. They're doing something." So yes, yeah. that
1: makes sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah,
0: and that and that was what you were talking about. The um, they don't really understand what we're saying, but they get used to the tone. You say each person says things differently, and they get used to how you say that. So every time that you go to say bye, you're saying it in the same tone. You know, they so they they, ne- they, so understand, they, ne- that. they understand that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and to kind of go off of that. I know that we were wanting to touch on communicating with a mask on today. And I think that that actually plays a huge role in being able to communicate effectively with a mask on is using your vocalics and your tone of voice. So you obviously are losing a lot of nonverbals. Whenever you're talking with a mask on, you lose your facial expressions for the most part, except for the upper half of your face. But a lot of that happens in your mouth and your eyes. So being able to use your vocalics, such as your tone of voice, the delivery... And speed and variation of speech is a huge way to make up for wearing a mask. If you are talking to somebody and you're just kind of like droning, 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 monotone. And I know that some people's voices are just like that. And mine is too, to an extent. But being able to practice variants and different tones in your voice will help you communicate with other people way more effectively with a mask on.
0: That's 100% makes total sense. The, the hardest part uh, it, for me personally is I am totally nonverbal, I feel like for the most part. And so not being able to make those facial expressions to communicate and engage with that other person is very difficult for me. I know it is for a lot of people and being able to communicate effectively over the phone while wearing a mask is really hard. And I can only imagine, I mean, I know it's very difficult for our drivers to be able to hear us effectively over the phone. And like you were saying about the, what did you call it? Vocality. Vocalics. Vocalics. Yeah. I learned a new word today. Yes. Being able to vary those things, I think, will be very helpful. And that's kind of the approach that I do, but I didn't know if there was a thing about it. So that, yeah, that's, that's actually,
2: that's a part of nonverbal communication as vocalics. Well, Um, there's like a few different things, which we can get into in a different time, but yeah, that's, that's one of those. That's interesting. So what are some ways that you guys think that you've been like kind of making up for the lost facial expressions?
0: Well, okay. So this is, my husband actually is the one that told me I do this with a mask on he always makes prior to COVID era, he says, I always have this, quote unquote, customer service voice when I'm on the (laughs) phone or, and and it's totally Uh not even like a fake voice. I genuinely know how difficult it is to communicate over the phone. So I kind of go above and beyond just to make sure that I'm communicating. And I go up like an octave and I don't mean to do Mm -hmm. it. I just, it happens. And so uh, he said that since we started wearing masks or masks in general, that it's even worse because I'm trying to overcompensate (laughs) for having to wear this mask. And can Mm -hmm. they understand? And I'm really soft spoken in general. And so that's even more so like I just feel like I should. Speak calmly in person to person, and so now I feel like I have to have that customer service voice, quote unquote, all the time, Uh and it's exhausting. Yes. (laughs) So you've cleared the first octave
2: and are now going to a second octave. Yes, that's so impressive. You should get in the studio.
0: No, I don't think anybody wants to hear that. But yeah, I think just over like what a lot of people would consider being like taking it overboard. You can't take it overboard with a mask Mm -hmm. because you're. You're already having to overcompensate for that muffled voice for anything thing talking and yes. and it's it's really hard.
1: Well, and I don't think I've ever really realized how much I obviously pay attention to people's lips yes. as they're speaking until all of this. You know, like I thought, I mean I'm not that I've have Bad eye contact. But I know when I'm talking, I tend to look kind of everywhere because I'm thinking. And so it's like I'm looking off to a corner, but it's because I see my thought bubble. (laughs) And and then I'm like, oh, I should be looking at this person in the eyes. But now that they're wearing masks, I realize – how much I am used to looking at their lips moving and like you said facial expressions and I'm like why aren't their eyes moving at all like they're just uh-huh. you know just yes. straight which is even then more uncomfortable <laughs> but yeah it's hard with those masks on I'm like I'm ready to get back to not having to wear that and being able to see people's faces and I'm tired of smiling when people are like take a picture and you have your mask on. Like, yes I'm like, taking I'm smiling so big and I'm like why am I smiling nobody can see that nobody I'm smiling
2: <laughs> it's funny whenever I was working um at a coffee shop kind of in the middle of the pan or right at the beginning of the pandemic It was right at the beginning of the shutdown I actually loved it because I didn't have to smile at any <laughs> of the customers I'd be like, yes. have a nice day <laughs> and then just hand it off and keep going yes but so you, know, Stick your
1: you just
0: out. made my point like if you just are not smiling and you just say have a nice day it sounds completely different than if, if you actually put a smile on your face have a nice day yep. like you genuinely will have a different a different sound. Yeah. And so still smiling and still trying to make those attempts um, is important too.
2: And it's because all of your, and I know I always jump back to nonverbals, but it's just because they're so important, but it's all of your nonverbals play into that. So if one of them is shutting down and you're not using it, your entire body is going to reflect that. So if you are not smiling whenever you're saying, have a nice day, uh-huh. then yeah, it's not going to sound like you actually mean it because in your body chemistry is not allowing you to do that. Makes you're sense. not, mm-hmm. you're not portraying that because you're not actually feeling that emotion with your nonverbals. Yes. And I know we were talking about how like, oh, we're missing so much of our facial expressions. But I think a great way to make up for that is simply using your eyebrows and making way more eye contact. I think that is the biggest way to kind of make up for things is look somebody in the eyes all the time and then instead of just like nodding your head or like smiling at something, use your eyebrows to like smile almost. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if I'm talking to you and you are telling me a story or something, I'm going to like, oh, nice. Hey, cool. Or, oh, that's interesting. And just kind of like curl in my eyebrows, put them up, put them down, bring them in, bring them out and things like that to kind of almost act as a mouth in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a good way to Make up for not having your mouth and being able to smile and like nod and be like, yes. "Oh, nice." You had to kind of cover other ground if you're not going. So to I'm going to have to
0: stock
1: up on the wrinkle. Cream. That's what I was yeah. about to say. <laughs> Everyone stock up on moisturizing cream because we're yes. about to be wrinkly. <laughs> CeraVe is going to go
2: crazy.
1: <laughs> yes, because I was reading something about that last week where it was saying smile more with your eyes. Uh-huh. Oh, great. So now I'm definitely going to have wrinkles because uh-huh. you're, like, overcompensating. <laughs> well, and, you know, I read something um, a long
0: time ago, and I couldn't tell you where or when or anything, but it said um, be proud of the wrinkles that you have because it shows that, you, that you've that you lived a life. And But it's not just that. Like, you engage with other people, and I have— Crazy crow's feet, and I don't care, but that's what happens when I smile, and I smile a lot, and I try to yes. do that, and so I've earned every wrinkle. There you go. And I'm proud <laughs> They're of them. smile nice. lines.
2: Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the Japanese, uh, uh, there's some Japanese um, like mantra, I guess maybe not mantra, but I think mindset where I can't remember the name for it. I've read a few articles on it, but essentially it's, they will take like priceless urns and pottery and, and then shatter them and then put it back together and then ha- fill in the cracks with gold. And it's to emphasize the imperfection Aww. and to like Aww. find the beauty in that. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the same thing you're that's saying. It's like awesome. you've earned your uh-huh. you've earned your wrinkles. Yeah, yes. it's cool.
0: Yes. I, I think also um, in order to – because you are not able to watch those facial expressions, you have to really – Use that skill of active listening on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, you have to pay extra attention to what they're saying. And I find myself asking more questions because I may not understand their tone. I may not understand what they mean by that. And maybe I'm not what I would have gotten from their quote unquote nonverbals, I'm not getting. And so, I'll ask for further questions. And I do that as a general practice on the phone because I can't, I don't have nonverbals, and so I, mm-hmm. I tend to ask a lot of questions, and um, not only just asking those questions, but paying attention to the words they're using, uh, the language and the phrasing, because all of that plays into you know, that communication part.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Almost like kind of picking apart what they're saying and then forming questions. So like, what are some strategies people could use to do that better?
0: I think really the biggest one is practice. I mean, just asking questions, that is going to be the best um, strategy in order to make sure that you're understanding what that other person is getting and being, it, it helps you to be more empathetic, Um, Because I think that's, you know, everybody says in the career world, it's a soft skill, but it really is something that, you know, each person can use in daily life, professionally, personally, having that empathetic view of any situation will help you connect better and be able to communicate better.
2: Yeah. And that and that makes complete sense. And I think a lot of times we get stuck on the term soft skills when it's just yeah. a different skill just set, a skill. It's a different skill set, just a skill. But yeah, you're right about kind of forming that empathy and stuff. And I think it's a little bit hard to maybe not be empathetic, but just ask questions that are empathetic, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to find questions Within a conversation that somebody wants you to ask. Because anytime somebody's yeah. saying something, they're, they're wanting, wanting you to, to ask. Heard, exactly. Yeah, they're wanting to be heard. So there's always a question kind of intertwined in that. You just have to find it. Yes.
1: Yes. And it's much easier if you try to put yourself in the other person's position Mm -hmm. and see where they're coming from, instead of you know being on the other side where you're just like, okay, let me just give you an answer. It's like try to understand where they're coming from, and then you're going to help somebody out a lot better that way.
0: And that prevents you from making assumptions about the situation or about that person or or what they're saying. The worst thing we could possibly do is make assumptions because what you're essentially doing is projecting your view onto Mm -hmm. what they're saying. And that will kill the conversation every time.
2: (laughs) And that's pretty easy to do whenever it comes to like technology and stuff, too. Whether we're communicating over text, email, even over the phone, you lose so much. And it's so easy to fall into those assumptions. I mean, you're losing smell. You're losing touch. You're losing environment. You're losing time or kind of losing context, losing context, all of it. And so it's very easy to make those assumptions. You don't have any... So let's say, for example, our drivers are communicating over driver tech, right? Mm-hmm. They, they receive a message, and whoever sent it out sent it in all caps. <laughs> Why are yes.
1: you yelling at me? Why are you yelling they're, at me? Yeah,
2: they're going to think they're in trouble, even if it's yes. like, nice job. Yes. Nice job! Yes. And you're just like, okay, what do I do with this? Yes. And... You lose so much over that. And so it's easy to assume, okay, my driver manager is mad at me. Uh Or if you get a text from your significant other or from a family member, a friend, whatever, it's easy to make it seem like that person is upset with you. Mm -hmm. When in reality, they're just – They're just typing. I can't tell you.
1: man. I've had that conversation with my daughter, (laughs) especially like through her teenage years with her friends because that's all they do is text. I'm like, call somebody. But they text and so they're going back and forth. And same thing I would tell her I'm like you're reading it in your head the way you might yes. write it so you might be reading it with attitude when they could just be saying it they're it just maybe a statement that yeah way. so I'm like don't do those conversations over text you yeah. need to do that either in person or on the phone so you can hear how they're meaning it to come across because absolutely, you see an exclamation point or all caps, and you're like, "Whoa, what's going whoa, on here?" Like, <laughs> yes. Well, and I think also that, and you're absolutely right. Her generation
0: and and those that are younger, and and I feel like we're kind of caught in that middle. Like I remember not having a phone in my house. Oh like, yeah. No, we had one line, and there was and call when we waiting. did get a phone, it was one line, and <laughs> yes. everybody, and it was busy. Like yes. I remember the busy oh, signal, so annoying. You know, yes. But we are also part of that generation where we had a cell phone and we had the mm-hmm. internet, and it went from when I was in junior high, writing a paper where I had to go to the library to gather information, yes. to in high school, when I was doing my senior term paper, we went to the library and got on the computer. Um. And so there's just that drastic change. And so I think we can, we're able to identify the I'm pros and a cons both. a little mm-hmm. bit better. Mm-hmm. But one of those things is is not just how you're reading it, but how you're sending it. So yes. if you're sending a message, a lot of people, and its I have done it myself, I try to catch myself before I do it, But like not reading what you're sending, either email, text, social media, driver tech. You know, you're just you're just sending the message, but you're not reading it to make sure that what you're meaning is coming across in the right way. Yes. And I find myself, unfortunately, doing overkill on emails just to make Hmm. sure that I'm communicating exactly what I want to communicate, because Mm -hmm. nothing is worse than Having somebody come back to you and say, well, I didn't take it that way, or I took it this way. What did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Fortunately, in those situations, they'd come back and ask, but people don't always do that. Yes. So they may just take it and say, well, this is, this is how it yep. went.
1: Yep. Um, and that's why I think I like... Emojis on text, but I try not to overuse them. <laughs> but I feel like I'm able to like convey, okay, this is like I was saying that with a smiley face or I was saying that with the eye roll, you know, that way. You, yes. Now you can read the way I meant it, look at the emoji and know what I meant. <laughs> yeah. And yes.
2: it's, it's funny you mentioned that because we do lose so many nonverbals over text. And that's actually one of the nonverbals that has almost come back a little bit is kinesics because. We do have emojis now. And I think that that's really interesting because that's really only come back in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we had people doing winky faces and whatever with their keyboard, but <laughs> yes. it wasn't necessarily the same. Not the same. And that's one of the things I think we're closing the gap a little bit on being able to communicate nonverbals over text. It's definitely never going to be exactly uh, the same. No. But we are closing the gap a little bit. And so I think it's pretty interesting that you had brought that up. So do you guys see yourselves like adjusting your messages to other people based on who they are just to like communicate better over text or is it just kind of like
1: yes yes because I think you everyone's got a different personality and so you know how to kind of guide the conversation and, okay, I know this person needs a little, a few more smiles or, you know, I need to <laughs> word it this way versus this person will know exactly what I mean if I'm sending it like this.
0: Well, and, and, and that's really important to remember because when you do read it over like your message before you send it, you can read it like you think that person is going to read it or mm-hmm. hopefully will will get the message correctly. But I find myself like depending on the person, and this is more a professional suggestion. Is I make sure that if I, you know, maybe this person, I have to give them every piece of information so they don't have a question. And if they do come back with a question, that means I didn't effectively communicate all of the information. Um, And then I find myself and others just giving very, very just basic information because I know they can infer from the rest of it, whatever. So I I do um, always tailor that that type of
2: communication.
0: Do you think that emojis have become kind of another language, if you will?
2: I think that it's more of an extension of our language than it is like a new language. It is universal, though. I will say that it is. This is true. It's a universal extension because nonverbals with few exceptions, obviously, like if you flip somebody off in like Japan, <laughs> they don't they don't care. It's there's different. <laughs> and if you do the peace sign in Europe, they think it means. you know. Yeah,
0: that's a big. No-down. Yeah,
2: there's a there's a lot of things like that. But for the most part, I think it just comes down to it's now becoming an extension of all language. And I think that that's pretty cool because you can throw a smiley face anywhere in the world and know somebody's going to know what it is. Mm -hmm. But if you, you know, say hello to somebody in the world that doesn't speak English, they're not going to know what that is.
0: I I can see that. I I just I find some people uh, now like sometimes I'll get texts with um, and this is just One particular friend that I have, she never sends me like a message. It's always five emojis, emojis. and (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) "What is that even? What? What do you? What are you trying to say here?
1: It's a code you have to decipher." Now, has she she sent over like a equals this emoji? Right, and fortunately, I know I've known her for twenty
0: years, so I I kind of know know what she's. I'm inferring by what she said. I'm like, at least once per conversation. Are you ever going to write a word to me? Like at least once.
2: And it's, then, like, it's, then, it's like it's her old, old and,
0: secret, secret
1: yes.
2: language. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but then she's one of those, she'd rather just talk on the phone. So, it's, so she would have loved hieroglyphics.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. She should get into sign language. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Actually, her college major was sign language. Oh,
1: funny. Okay. See, so, <laughs> there you go. Oh, and
2: there we go. Yeah, everything works out. Everything Makes works sense.
0: out. Makes sense. I, I just, I love that. I love that about yes. her. So. I think it's also, um, since we're talking about that, because I feel like it's super important to uh, mention that there's always, when it comes to communication, there's always a separation between personal and professional. So when we're talking professionally, although, you know, all of us are like family and we see each other every day, you know, there, there has to be that line between professional and personal. So rarely... Should you know we should be communicating emojis when it's in a professional environment? Um, If it's a personal message, that's completely different, but conveying professional information like load information or you know, anything having to do with our day to day as it pertains to BCB should 100% remain professional.
2: I agree. And it sometimes is hard to draw that line, I think, Mm -hmm. because you get a work environment where people are mostly close. You do see a lot of those personal messages having like smiley faces or whatever. And I think it's different between like sending an email to somebody in the office where you're just like, hey, got that put up smiley face or like, hey, whatever, I don't know, just sending general information versus if you're sending something to a driver and you are saying, hey, I need you to go here. Here's some information like you were saying Mm -hmm. about load information and things like that. But I mean, I'll get emails from drivers where they're like, hey, guys, here's a suggestion. Uh, Do well, smiley face. I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. That's OK. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, I'm also not a driver manager or a broker, so I'm not necessarily having to send those emails often. But whenever it is a serious email, oftentimes you don't want to send that smiley face. Uh, So, okay, good example here. So whenever we were trying to book in the Loves interview, I was trying to get a hold of Kevin and... Was calling him, emailing him, so on and so forth. If I would have sent him the initial email with, Hey, Kev, hope you're doing well. Can't wait for you to come into the studio, wink. Yeah, we probably would not have gotten a response. Probably would not have gotten a response. But that obviously is not how that went, so it was a little bit easier to get that done.
0: No, I agree. Uh, yes, hundred percent. How are you doing, DJ? <laughs> 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 he's like I was trying to sneak in here.
1: No no, 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 no. Thank you. DJ just came <laughs> into the studio. We get to call Special you guest. out. Yeah, I, you, I thought I was on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely one person you can always tell—he's right. smiling, he's always smiling. Love yes.
0: It. Have a good too, <laughs> one. All right.
1: Um. Yeah, he is always smiling.
0: Yes, actually, I love it. I, yeah. I do, and he'll always wave when he, he just walks lights by. Up the room. Uh-huh. He's just just saying hello. I know, just yep. communicating. Yes. Um. And I I think when you were talking about serious messages, you know, you also need to um have a good idea of what would be appropriate in written communication versus verbal communication or oral. I guess would be the appropriate term because we want to be very careful with what we're communicating and how we're communicating. So something that's serious, um, meaning there's a load change, maybe a driver manager had to take a driver off of a load and put him somewhere else. Well, for him, he's anticipating, I'm taking this load to this load, and then I have a 34 here at home. Um, And maybe that load changed, and he has to be put on another type of load, but we're still going to be able to get him home, but it's just another route. Well, how does he know all of that? If if the load information is just sent, he has no idea what's going on, what your plan is. You know, having just a five-second conversation of picking up the phone and telling him, Hey, I'm I'm about to send you, you know, some information. I unfortunately we had to cancel that load. I'm going to have to put you on this other load, but We're still getting you home for your 34. You know, having that communication is always better by phone than over text or driver tech or not sending it at all because we don't want to make those assumptions. Yeah, it's
1: not that hard to just pick up the phone real quick. Like you said, five seconds and just, hey, I'm working on it. I don't have an answer right now, but just know that I'm working on it. Because the other person's just sitting there waiting. Waiting. And, you know, it's no different than if you've ever been like in a waiting room at a hospital you know the doctors are performing a surgery or doing whatever <laughs> it is, but you feel better if somebody comes out every once in a while and is like, hey, things are still going good right. versus your mind wandering and like, oh, it's been six hours since anyone is that bad. Like, did something go wrong? So for the person that's waiting, it's so nice to just get that reassurance of, the hey, reassurance. I'm working on it. I promise I'll let you know as soon as I know something.
0: Just And I think the, re- the biggest part is making sure that – you're communicating in the right manner. Mm -hmm. So it's I mean, yes, all of these communication tips are helpful, um, using facial expressions, using tone of voice, all of those things. But the biggest tip I think that we could all benefit from is knowing exactly how to communicate types of information and making sure that it's the appropriate way.
2: And I think a lot of that just comes down to practice, like recognize situations. And honestly, If you're confused about how you should communicate, just ask the other person and be like, hey, Mm -hmm. listen, I don't know how to best explain this. Uh And I don't want to muddy the waters here or give you anything that you can't work with. How can I communicate this better? I think asking questions about communication is kind of taboo sometimes. People just don't want to do it. But if you don't do it, you're never going to be able to communicate better with other people. And if you start asking those questions and start getting that information from different people, you'll recognize how to adjust your communication based on the situation.
0: And I think another right. way to do that is also if you have a situation that maybe is a, a, a difficult situation, you can actually, after the fact, think, how could I have done that different? You know, 2020 is always better. You know, hindsight, looking back over that situation and going back each step. OK, what did I what was the first step? What was the second step? How could I have done this better? And that's, I mean, all actions, but especially communication. Maybe an email was sent and the phrasing wasn't the best. Going back and saying, you know, maybe I should have just called about that instead of sent a message. You know, maybe I could have done this. And that is going to help you to do better for next time and focusing and making sure that you're doing all those and practicing, like you said, is is really important. Continue to learn and grow from everything. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, Christy. Thank you.
2: Thank you.